Hey, y'all. It's me, Jess Bubbico, and I am excited to be here with you on the Waking Up with Jess podcast. Each week, I'll invite you to wake up to your inner knowingness, get creative, and march to the beat of your own drum in your business and life. We'll dive into different subject areas from business to health to work, relationships, and beyond. On the podcast, we'll get raw, honest, and real, keeping it a little bit personal, a little bit educational, and most importantly, we're going to have a lot of fun. Each episode, you'll feel like you're sitting down at a coffee shop having an intimate conversation with a few of your best friends. Join me each week as I act as your confidant and friend who loves the heck out of you and wants to see you shine. Come along and wake up with a cup of Jess. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast for solo episode number two of the week. I'm excited to be here and talk to you about some of the things that are on my heart, some of the realizations that I've been having and what I'm seeing out there in the collective with some of my clients and um, some of the bigger themes that I think are really unfolding for all of us collectively. So I'm excited that you're here and I'm excited to be having this talk today. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody who reached out after Monday's podcast and after the podcast that I did with Ellie, just to say that you appreciated the vulnerability in the podcast. It's really inspiring to hear how vulnerability on my end is creating space for you to become more vulnerable with yourself and um, perhaps others as well. So I really appreciate you guys reaching out. I love hearing from you. As always, if this podcast... um, has added value to your life in some way, shape, or form, and you feel the call to write a review, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps other people find the podcast and um, they're fun to read. So thank you guys for those of you who have done them. I want to talk today about um, success, prosperity, work, And I had a really big aha moment and major realization this week around work. And I think so why so many people feel so, um, the word I want to use is discouraged, but it's like discouraged, uncomfortable, unhappy in the role that they're playing in their job. And ultimately why I think a lot of people jump ship from their corporate career and then or whatever, if they're working for someone else to start out as a solo entrepreneur and finding themselves also not aligned or not feeling fulfilled by the work that they're doing. So um, I think this is going to give a little bit of perspective about understanding the role that you really came here to play and how you can play that role full out to create work and a working environment that really like resonates with your soul where you show up in the morning and you don't moan and groan and go, oh, what did I create for myself? You go like, I love this. I love showing up and contributing. I'm going to riff on some thoughts here to start before I dive into this. And I just want to remind you that the doors close on Friday for the magnetic messaging and PR by design course with Amanda Foley and myself. If you are wanting to really clarify your message and some strategy around how to get your business out there in an aligned way, if you have been a practitioner for at least a year, you've been in a business for at least a year and you are ready to 
get some support in finding the right words to really communicate and share your work out in the world in an aligned way and do messaging and marketing in a way that works for you and really lets you reach the people that you want to reach most, you can click the link in the show notes for that. It is a beta course. So it's got some special pricing um, and it's a special setup to start off. You can also go over to messagingbydesign.com. And then I will be running a Pearl Sequence study group with Emma Dunwoody's organization in um, the coming weeks. So if you want to check out the wait list for that, this is going to be straight up going through the Pearl sequence, diving deeper into it. You can apply it to your business, but it's not going to be specifically in the arena of messaging and marketing and content copy, those kinds of things. So um, you can check the link underneath the show notes as well for that. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this outright and this might be like a bold claim, but I've been, fame is changing. <laughs> fame is changing. And I was joking around the other night with a friend and like half joking, half not, because there's truthfully just a very sad aspect of me um, as I as I talk about this. And I'm, I'm teeing up and talking about fame for a reason. So get ready. But I think so many of us, at least myself growing up in the 90s and, uh, you know, early 2000s being in, you know, high school and college and all that fame and seeing like, you know, Britney Spears on on, you know, the award shows and in sync and all these people who were my idols of sorts on the main stage, flaunting fame and fortune and all this stuff celebrating fame and fortune it's really interesting to be 10 years 15 years down the line and to be looking back at those same people and saying wow it's really sad what has happened over the past 10 to 15 years like it's really sad to see what has happened to these people who were these like beloved stars who kind of were at least my idols at the top of being like, I mean, I wanted to be Britney Spears. I don't know about anybody else, but I wanted to be her. And it's really sad to kind of look now down the line and see that these people that kind of were the ultimate achieve this, achieve fame and fortune at the top, going through really challenging and, and sad stories of what's happened to them over the past it's probably more like 20 years at this point yeah more like 20 to 25 years and i say all of this to say that the paradigm of where we've been around fame and fortune and success and what success looks like climbing to the top of the ladder this and that we're seeing a complete paradigm shift in where we're headed. And so these levels and metrics of success that once looked, you know, so good, perhaps to some of us, maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of people, what was sort of flashed in front of us as being fame, fortune, success, like we're seeing so many things being exposed through the media, right in front of our eyes on TV. Um, 
maybe people that we thought had certain good intentions kind of going down a pretty bad path. Again, this is not everybody. However, it's alarming to me to see so many people in these arenas at this point in time, 15, 20 years down the line, having the stories they have now, given where they appeared to be in the past. And I say all of this to say that we are shifting into this whole new paradigm of success, prosperity, wealth, that looks very different than where we've been in the past. Suddenly, some of the larger role models in the public eye maybe aren't really role models anymore because of what's gone on in their lives over the past 20 years. And so we, as a collective, are really being invited to step into new definitions of success for ourselves, new definitions of prosperity for ourselves. We're being invited to redefine and reconsider what a successful and prosperous life looks like for us. And that means a level of deconstructing some of the subconscious um, subconscious programs, subconscious beliefs that we may be holding ourselves to in our businesses and our and in our lives that we don't even really realize we're holding ourselves to. Next week, you're going to hear a podcast from myself and Allison Alexander, where we talk about words and deconstructing words and giving them new definitions. Specifically, we're talking about the idea of care versus love. But when it comes to business and work, how many of us are operating off of subconscious structures of success from what our parents did, from what we saw in school as being a successful life, what we saw Britney Spears and NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and all these people, Boy George maybe was your guy, I don't know. Whoever it was on the TV screens in front of us showing what success looks like, or these people who are, you know, millionaires and billionaires and uh, big and, you know, whatever industry they were a part of going, that's the metric for success. And again, I think what's really important here that I want to just drive home is that those metrics of success are very subconscious. I had mentioned that last year at the end of the year, I started having these really weird dreams where like, I don't think I specifically shared this dream, but I was somewhere and I was um, telling somebody about something I was going to launch. It's like, yeah, I'm going to put this class out there and I'm really excited. And this like woman from a desk walked up out of nowhere and said, you know, Jess, if you want to have success, you really need to have like 30,000 followers on Instagram, to which I responded with some very intense language in this dream. Um, But what was starting to come up for me last year at the end of the year, because I've always been someone who's prided myself on doing things differently, was that there were actually subconscious programs in there that were stressing me out. And in my mind saying, you're rebelling against the machine, right? Like you're, you are trying to rebel against what other people have defined as success 
on Instagram or wherever, and that you have to fight, like you have to fight for what you believe in. And what really came out of that for me, because again, I've never really been somebody who's like, okay, I need to have 60,000 followers on Instagram or this many on this or that many on that. But what I didn't realize was that there was deep subconscious programming in there that was making, uh, creating dissonance inside of myself because I was going, oh, to other people's standards, they might think I'm not doing something big enough or this enough or that enough. So there was actually a lot of anger inside of me because I was trying to protect myself going, this is what I believe in. This is what's true for me. But some part of me is angry at the system, right? That it's supposed to look like this, whatever the system is that I learned. It doesn't even have to be anyone else's system. And so what I had to do was actually give myself space to clear out that anger and coming into deeper acceptance of going, this is like, it's not me against me. It's not me against anyone. It's just me creating and whatever way I choose to create is perfect for me. And so I say all of this to say that sometimes we don't even realize the ways in which we are telling ourselves that success has to look a certain way. We don't realize that we have certain definitions of words that we just go, well, yeah, that's what success means. Yeah, that's what love means. But actually, we need to redefine what those words mean, because what love means to me might be very different than what love means to Alex or to Cindy or whomever. You know, same goes for for any word, the word marriage. Marriage may mean two very different things to two very different people. And so when we look at these metrics of success, it's important for us to actually take time out and go, what did I learn success means? What did I learn prosperity means? What did I learn, you know, wealth means? And how do I recreate a definition that actually fits for my life? You know, what do I want wealth to mean? What do I want prosperity to mean? What do I want success to mean? And if you fill the call, you could pull out your journal and actually take some time to journal on these questions. But we don't even realize what's subconsciously in there because of what we've seen and what we've taken in and what's been reinforced. And it's not anyone's fault. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not anything in between, but it is changing. (laughs) You know, it's changing globally. It's changing um, on a bigger level for all of us. We're, we're being asked to take a look at these definitions and, and start to, to build the world. I should say, continue to build the, the way and the pathway forward in a new way. And for me, one of the big things that I had to let go of and free myself from the end of last year into the beginning of this year was the anger that I had and the anger that I felt even towards the industry that I find myself being a part of. Um, And being able to actually come into acceptance and go, it doesn't matter how anyone else is doing it. Whether they think you're successful or not, what matters is that you love what you're doing and that what you do feels good for you. 
And so now it's been interesting as I've emerged into this year, like I don't feel that frustration and anger anymore. I just feel this really deep sense of acceptance towards myself because I've sat down with these words and I've really redefined them for myself. And then really the only quote unquote metric I have to measure against is how much am I staying in alignment with what's true for me? Am I taking actions every day that really resonate with this much deeper level of success than I've, that I've uh, definition of success that I've created for myself. And that's a really beautiful thing because that allows us to lean into and take on a deep level of like responsibility for ourselves and our lives, because we are clear within ourselves of what's important to us. And with that, sometimes that does take emotional alchemy. Sometimes that does take, take looking at the subconscious and, um, really taking ownership of our emotions, our feelings, our well-being, all of that. So that that way, again, we aren't really comparing ourselves to anyone else. We're really living life based upon our own ideals and what's important to us. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so from here, where am I going with all of this work stuff and culture that I want to talk to you about today? So that's kind of Step one is I really want you to take a little bit of time to look at if you're listening and you feel the call to really look at your definition of success, your metrics of success, and really take a look at those underlying structures. What have I taken in societally? What have I taken in from my parents? What have I taken in from my friends? Um, unconsciously to me, start to see, I mean, obviously sometimes we need some support going into the unconscious, but I truly believe, and this is along with the Gene Keys approach, that if I ask the question and hold it in my awareness, what unconscious uh, metrics of success success am I holding myself to? Um, that may be mine or may not. Suddenly, when you give yourself enough space to ponder on the question, the answers will drop in for you. That's the beauty of contemplation. Step two, I really want to talk about um, something within the Pearl sequence that I find really interesting because this is some, something that I have noticed and I've seen with myself, with clients, with friends, when it comes to shaping and creating a business that works for you. And, uh, or it doesn't even have to be a business. It can be finding a role within a company that works for you or creating a business that works for you. So I know my personal journey and my personal story was that when I was in um, uh, my corporate job, I worked in many different therapy clinics. And so I started out at a school. It was like a mid-sized school, I would say. And I actually, my first, very first job in the schools, um, I had worked in preschool when I, uh, I did a, a preschool internship when I was in graduate school and I loved it. I had the best mentor who taught me the most profound lessons of probably like any mentor of my life. And she taught me, uh, really to have confidence in myself. And so I marched into my first interview. It was my clinical fellowship year. And I'm like, Hey, I know you guys need a preschool program. You're looking for somebody who can take on the preschool program. Me, just Bubba over here. I got your back. I worked in preschool. I had the best mentor. Let's do this. And um, it was a really awesome year. But after that, I went and worked at um, schools, as we know, don't pay all that much. 
and I was a young, just out of graduate school student. I was like, you know what? I'm ready to make a little more money over here. Um, even though I loved my job, I loved the kids I worked with. It was a long commute and, um, you know, schools are more challenging pay. So I ended up going to a clinic and it was a small clinic and it was the same thing. I walked in and I said, I want to create something new here. And so I had this really cool opportunity within this job to, they had a new clinic that was opening up. They had one that was pretty well established. They had a new one that was opening. I was like, I'm coming in and I want to help you build it. I want to, let's do things differently. Right. Then I went to my next job, which was in the hospital. I wanted to try out doing inpatient and outpatient. Um, I don't think I marched in and said I wanted to start anything new, but I do think when I went on my interview, I was like, hey, I like doing things differently. Um, oh yeah, I did. Oh my gosh. I ended up helping out and starting and creating, um, we had a brain injury support group and I got to go in and I got to help them um, create like differently in this support group. So basically they were bringing in people to talk about topics. And I was like, let's bring in somebody who does reflexology and let's bring in someone for yoga and let's bring in. So I, I really wanted to be able to bring this energy of let's do things different. Right. And this was a little bit of a bigger organization. So I went to school. There were probably like 60 employees, 70, maybe small staff. Maybe there were like 15 to 20 of us bigger hospital, lots of people. And then my final job in the speech arena, it was a small clinic. And I was like, Hey, I like doing things differently. You see the the theme here. Uh, I was like, I like doing things differently. I want to start a concussion program at this clinic. And they were like, great. And again, this was a small staff. There were probably maybe 20 to 25 of us on this team. And What's really interesting about this is that I left that career. I left that job. You know, I think the medical field, A, number one, was hard. Being in the medical industry, I really, like, hats off to people who work in that industry. There were so many restrictions that they started putting on and strange things they were doing for, you know, because of money and cost and trying to cut costs. I just felt like, I couldn't fully help these kids to the degree that I wanted to um, in the ways that I wanted to. And I just said, I need to take a break. I want to go explore this other way of doing things. I know there's something else that's in my heart and I want to go in this direction for now. And let me tell you, I miss working with children so dearly and so deeply. So I got some things coming up this year. I'm excited about to start working with kids. That's neither here nor there. I'm telling you this whole story because I want you to hear the themes. First job, hey, I want to come in. I want to create something new here for you guys. Hey, next job, I want to help create this new way of doing things in this clinic. Hey, next job, I want to be able to do things differently with this uh, brain injury support group. Hey, next and final job, I really want to be able to create a concussion program here. This is something you guys haven't done before, and I want to bring pediatric concussion in here. And so what happened was when I left my job and I started working one-on-one -on -one with people and I just, it was the Jess Bubba Co only situation that was going on. It was just me, solo entrepreneur, no help. Maybe I had virtual assistants every once and again. 
I, it was fun. I loved it. I had a lot of really amazing clients, but there was something that felt like it was missing. And when I hired, when I started Love Your Woo back in 2021, I like hired a team and I was like, oh my God, this feels so good. I don't have to do this alone. And then I went through various iterations of having different virtual assistants and things like that. But what I found was, I talked about this on the last episode of the podcast, coming in this into this year, I was like, I need to be back on a team again. And whether that's a team of me having a virtual assistant and somebody who can help with these things, but being collaborative about it, where we have meetings and we ideate on what we can do with the business, great. Or myself and Amanda, and we're creating this venture over here and we're going to be hopefully hiring more people on things like that. You know, uh, working with Emma and her team and saying, hey, I want to be a collaborative part of this team. I feel a whole new zest for business that I, and entrepreneurship that I haven't felt for a really long time. And so I say all of this to say that this thing hit me square between the eyes that I think is really important in our gene keys. And it's the sphere of culture. And so I invite you today, if you want to pick up your Gene Keys profile, you can go to genekeys.com slash free dash profile. Um, Gene Keys, G-E-N-E-S, or G-E-N-E Keys, K-E-Y-S.com slash free dash profile. If you don't already have your profile, I said that very quickly. So um, you can go and get your profile. And when we look at the sphere of culture, and you'll see it on the chart, it'll be kind of towards the upper right-hand side. Uh, it's in the upper right quadrant. I'll say that. So it's kind of on the upper right quadrants, quadrant over there. You'll see it says culture. And so when we look at culture, your culture talks about what is the role that you play within an organization? The line number is going to be line one through six, and it's going to speak to you about what type of organization are you here to work in? And this, I just want to say that within this, you may not be someone, you might have the line one, which is like the entrepreneur, and you may work within an organization, but bring this entrepreneurial type energy. You may be an entrepreneur and you may say, I'm a line three. Small, small teams, three to 15 people. That doesn't mean you need to quit being an entrepreneur and go work for somebody else, unless that's what you want to do. So I just want to preface this with saying you may be inside of a company and have a line that's like about having partnerships or being a solo entrepreneur, the one who gets things started. That does not mean that you need to quit your job and become an entrepreneur, unless that's what you want to do. It's more so going to speak to the archetype of you may be somebody who has great ideas and get th gets things started in your organization, and then you call the right people in to help you with these new projects. I heard of somebody the other day who works inside of an organization. She's also a life coach, and now she's she's being recognized projector inside of this organization to go out and bring her gifts 
of life coaching to her company, right? She's kind of starting something new that doesn't exist there right now. You may be an entrepreneur and you may see, oh my gosh, I'm a line five, which talks about society, but I really love being a solo entrepreneur. Well, maybe you like going in to corporate companies and working with bigger groups and working with people on a bigger scale. Um, and leading an initiate initiative within a company, something like that, or something completely different. This does not, I just want to say, you don't have to take this as like the word of the Lord. Amen. It has to be this. But the reason that I want to bring this up to you is because what I started to explore and what started to really click for me was that my gene key in the, my culture is the 8.3. And so the eight, this is about what role does Jess Bubbako play, no matter what organization she goes into. And then I started to piece the puzzle back together, looking at these different jobs. And I went, oh my gosh, I've done this everywhere I went. And even if I rewind back to grad school, when I was in graduate school, we had a brain injury clinic, which I loved working at. And we had... um we had to do these brain injury groups. They were called neuro groups. And in the brain injury group, um, they would be like, you know, language comprehension or cognitive gaming, and you'd get assigned to a group. And I went to my teacher because at the, or my supervisor, because at the time I was teaching, yo I was learning yoga. I was uh, going through teacher training. And I said, hey, I want to do things differently. I would like to create a yoga and meditation group for people with brain injury and do a 12-week yoga program. She was like, yeah, let's try it out, right? So what is the role that I've always served no matter what I've done, whether I've been a solo entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, or, or worked inside of an organization, it's always been about doing things differently, creating in my own unique way bringing something different to the organization, right? We can go to vocation as well, which vocation is about stepping out. My vocation is about stepping out of outside of the box and doing something new and innovating. So I can start to bring these two, um, these two uh, lines together. It's called the pathway of initiative. But if we specifically look at culture here, I have always been in small groups or smaller organizations, typically, again, they're not huge. So more of like anywhere from 10 to 25 people at the most. I didn't even think that clinics I worked at had 20, but I can't really remember exact numbers. They're probably around 10 or 12. Um, I worked in small organizations on small teams. And those were the ones I liked the best because I felt I could affect the most change. Gene key eight, style. Let's do things differently. Let's step outside of the lines. Let's color outside of the box. What have we not done here before that we could do in a new way to push the status quo? And so as I emerged into 2023, the question became, what do I, what role do I want to serve on a, a small team? And so I started to bring together, like I said, the new Jess Bubba Co brand with a revamped Jess Bubba Co brand 
right? I've got a small team of three right now that we're kind of putting things together and co-creating. I have Amanda and I, which is two for now, but there will be more joining us. And then I have what I'm going to be collaborating with, with Emma and that they're a small team as well. And there's this feeling inside of me of like new life being birthed because I'm no longer trying to do everything myself, but I'm seeing that this has been a vital role that I have played within every organization I've been a part of. So now as I move forward, instead of going, okay, I have to create something new or I have to do this. I I go, where can I serve this role? Where can we think outside the box? Also the book I'm writing Uh, I have a small team of three. It's me, an illustrator, and then um, a woman who's helping me through the KDP process, right? And it's so fun. I get so much life from it. So I'm saying all this to say, I think what I see a lot of people do, and I think you can look to your culture and you can say to yourself in, again, in your prosperity sequence, in your gene key sequence, look at it. Buy the Prosperity Sequence book, or you can come and join us for the Prosperity Sequence study group that's going to be happening with Emma. Again, wait list is up underneath here. Um, Or if you want to come and join us in me and Amanda's group, or just go buy the book, right? Like they have, uh, Richard Rudd has a host of um, resources for you. I'll even put a link under this. He has an online class that you can do at your own pace, self-paced, self-study, Prosperity Sequence Um, I think it's 150 bucks. If you want to take it, I'll put the link under here. Um, But the thing is that I think is really beautiful about this is that you can look at this sphere and say, am I experiencing tension in my current job because I'm not playing this role? And what you may find is that in your job, you may be in the shadow of this role. So as an example, for me, that would be mediocrity and trying to do things like other people do it. And so I would have to look at that and go, okay, where am I playing? Am I in a role? Let's say I ended up at a school and they said, you can't do things differently here. I might be stuck in a role on a small team where I can't think outside of the box. I can't color outside the lines. I can't do things differently. Right? So we may be playing out the shadow in our sphere of culture. Another thing with this is that I might find myself in a solopreneurship situation, or I might find myself um, within a situation where I'm in a huge corporate culture. And I just, I don't feel like I can really bring this energy of style and coloring outside of the lines. So my invitation to you today is to take a little bit of time if you feel the call and go look at your sphere of culture. Go pull out your Gene Keys book. If you don't know what the Gene Keys are, go way back to like November or December. There's an episode on what the Gene Keys are and how we access them and what they do for us. You can go back and listen to that. But go there and look at, am I playing the role where I shine the most? And see what happens. Because when we really look at these lines, you know, the line one, so whatever line your gene key is, if you're in the line one, it's the entrepreneurial spirit. It's like getting new processes, new things started, getting people on board to help you bring them out. Line two is all about partnerships. 
creating business partnerships. And that can even be partnerships within a job. You might be somebody who's like a community outreach person in your job at your corporate company. And yours is all about creating and building partnerships, right? You might work in a big company, but your specific role is all about partnerships. Or you might be a solo entrepreneur and be feeling like, man, I would love to have a partnership. Line three, teams of three to 15 people. And again, for all of these, look at the gene key itself. What is this gene key telling me? Oh, I'm the 15. I'm here to bring magnetism to small groups. That's the role that I'm here to bring is taking things that seem mundane and finding the magic in them. So maybe it's working on a small team as a marketing person and you find yourself looking at like, man, we have all of this content we can use. You guys want to just get rid of it, but I actually want to zhuzh it up and see how we can reuse it in an exciting way, right? Um, line four, bridging different networks together. I think Emma and I want to say Elizabeth are amazing examples of this. They have these big, beautiful communities and like uh, Emma just ran a purpose, her purpose and abundance retreat. And she she pulled like maybe five, six, seven people from different uh, places and put them together in this beautiful retreat, bringing together all of these different communities, right? And we see her do that in her HDX program, things like that. Elizabeth, I'm pretty sure as a four, she does the same thing. She's always bringing in really amazing people to be able to speak within her, um, her membership, her spiritual investor membership or class. Um, right. So we can start to see how this works together. We can look at the line five society. They work in a bigger, um, they work in like on a bigger scale. And so again, that could be within a corporate environment, a large environment, whatever it may be to affect larger change. And then the six is always about the system. They're working on the system to shift the system. So they're helping to bring a vision to a larger system. So they're to tend to work on a larger systemic basis um, to bring about change. So I think what I've seen, especially with friends and also clients who have hopped out of the corporate space or the working for someone else space to work for themselves, I think it's really important to look at, am I setting myself up to be able to play the role within a team or within an organization that is most resonant for me and is most potent for me. Is this the role that I'm here to play? So again, you could be a line three or a line four, or you could be a line two, it could be any of the lines. And you really have to look at, am I allowing myself to either build it and create it on my own? So even somebody who's a line six culture, are you building a system? Like, are you allowing yourself to think big enough to play the role of the visionary within a system that maybe you've created and you bring in all these other different lines? Or are you working in, you know, I worked for a hospital system. Are you working at the system level um, to play that role of the visionary of where things are going to go? And then we can, rounding this back, come back to understanding what success means for each and every single one of us and how success looks different for each and every single one of us, because it's going to look different depending upon who you are and what's important to you. Because I can tell you what, 
for me, working on teams and being able to have team meetings, like Amanda and I literally sat on the computer the past two days, we've been collaborating and creating this amazing workbook for our class. And I just, I said to her, I'm like, I could sit here with you doing this all day long because my line three and my culture loves the collaborative process. And so if you're feeling dissatisfied in your regular job, or uh, I should say regular job in a, in a job that you're working for somebody else, or you're feeling dissatisfied within your um, business, ask yourself, am I actually doing, am, am I actually playing the role that I came here to play within this organization? And again, when we start to put these pieces together, we start to really redefine success and we can start to really leave behind what it is that other people are deeming as success or even other people's projections or judgments of us and what we're choosing to do with ourselves and our lives because we're meant to be doing things in a different way than they are, right? And that's why it's it's hard to look at somebody else and say, well, you should do this or you should do that or you should be doing because at the end of the day, we're all built very differently. And so understanding our mechanics is really important. So I say we're lighting these paradigms, these old paradigms on fire, these old paradigms of success and fame and looking a certain way or whatever it may be. So give yourself some time after today's podcast to really go inward and ask yourself, what are some of these paradigms of success or these metrics of success that I may be holding myself to unconsciously? Hold that in your awareness and let it pop up in the moments when you least expect it. And then really take some time to look at your culture. And if you are really ready to dive deeper into this, and the, the thing about the gene keys that I love, I'm just going to share this is, and I realized this today, they are an alchemical process. And so when we choose to have contact with our gene keys and with this process, it's going to catalyze something in life that inside of us, that literally is going to shift us on a DNA level. So when I started really going into my gene keys, the uh, middle end of 2021, it really started to shift me from the inside out. And then 2022, like I talked about on the last podcast, was this like breaking down process for myself and coming back to my own foundation and my own roots of what's important for me. Not that the other business wasn't or how I was doing things wasn't. It was perfect for the time being. But when we start to catalyze this deep internal process and we start to see and validate ourselves and pull back any blame of other people or responsibility on other people to do or be or anything like that, we start to come home to ourselves. We start to return back to our power. We start to step into that place where we go, success can be so much easier than I think. Why have I been trying to spend my time, in my case, doing this on my own? Where in my life is there opportunity for me to step into a small team environment or create a small team environment to do things differently, to collaborate with people, you know? So really let yourself sink into that role. Like really look at it, really go into the Gene Keys book and read about your culture line. 
or I would get the prosperity book if you don't have it and then get the, the gene keys book. So you can look at your actual gene key and then use the prosperity book to read about your culture and go into the line or purchase the online course. Um, and let the magic unfold for you because it will make you have revelations as you start to see yourself and understand yourself more clearly, the role you came to play and how you can be prosperous, successful, and abundant in a way that is truly reflective of your genius. And knowing that the role that you came here to play is no more important or less important than anyone else's. It's just necessary for it to be brought forward. So again, check out the online course, which will be linked underneath here if you want to purchase it. It's a really nice walkthrough if you want to do some self-study. You can also purchase the book, the Prosperity Sequence book. We'll also link that underneath here. The um, Gene Keys book is an absolute must-have because it's where you read about the Gene Key, your Gene Key, and what what you bring to the role. Like, what role do you play? And then, um, uh, again, if you want to study this more in depth, you can join the Gene Keys upcoming study group with myself and Emma. It's going to be um, a prosperity sequence study group. So it'll be just straight up studying this. And if you're ready to take this and really apply it towards your messaging, your marketing, your PR, and how you run your business, and you want to be able to take the words from literally that are encoded in your DNA and create messaging from them and marketing from them, um, and simple strategies to get yourself and your business out there and maybe even reorganize and create a team or re-strategize. You may discover after this class that you actually want to take your message to corporate or something of that nature. Check out the messaging by design beta group that we have running. It's going to be, you know, my gift. I'm aligned to in my vocation. If you can't hear it in my voice, passion. Like I am here to passionately share about something that has changed my life and things that I believe in. Gene Key's prosperity sequence is it. Amanda is the line three. So she is strategy and taking everything out and strategizing how to use it in your everyday life. Um, and I love messaging. Again, line two, coming back to the message and the marketing part. So it's going to be jam-packed with information and this is the beta. So this is going to be a very special uh, run of this group. And then um, it's going to likely shift and change after the beta pricing will change things like that. So go and check it out if you're interested. Okay. That's all that I have for you. Again, if you are, um, if you love the podcast, if you listen weekly, I really invite you to leave a review so that I can check it out and it helps other people find the podcast as well. Um, give it a rating if you feel the call. Uh, really super appreciate that. So that's all, folks. Make it a great day. I'll see you back here on the next episode of the podcast. Hey, hey, thanks so much for being here and listening to this episode of the Waking Up with Jess podcast. If you liked today's episode, I'm going to ask you to do one of three things. Number one, leave a rating. Number two, leave a review. And number three, if you think it could help a friend out in need, go ahead and send it to them. I greatly appreciate your support when you rate the podcast or leave a review. It helps other awesome and amazing listeners such as yourself 
find the podcast. And I love people and I love friends and I love people's friends. So being able to spread the love through your network is another really great way to support people and to support the show. All right, y'all make it a great day. And I will see you back here on the next episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast.